Shigori Vaishnav Guru Parampara ki jai. Shri Avipad Mahamotsapatiti Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur Prabhupad ki jai. Shri Shri Dadi Gopal ki jai. Go Nitananda ki jai. Shri Madhuvan ki jai. Shri Hadari ki jai. Go Bhaktivinda ki jai. Go Premanande. So today is the Holy Appearance Day Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur. And um, we're gathered here at Madhavan to say a few words in um, remembrance of uh, Saraswati Thakur. He was, um, he appeared in the world in, in Jagannath Puri in the 19th century. Try it again, just try it again. There it is. So, as I mentioned, Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur appeared in this world of Jagannath Puri in the 19th century. <clears throat> and Jagannath Puri, of course, is a holy city at the time. Bhaktivinoda Thakur was engaged there um, in government service. And uh, the appearance of Bhaktisiddhanta Sastri Thakur was filled with auspicious signs and those signs gave him hope to Bhaktivinoda Thakur that his ardent requests, his appeal to Bhagavan for some help in his um, desire to bring Gaudiya Vaishnavism beyond the borders of India and to introduce it to educated, thoughtful people. And... Um, and give it the kind of anyway, overall circulation that, that he felt it warranted. He wanted to really fulfill the prophecy of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself, who is recorded through the pen of Vrindavanas Thakur to have said that his name would be heard in every town and village. Sometimes it is said that people came to think, even Gaudi Vaishnavas came to think of this as a kind of Think of it metaphorically, um, but it was actually realized uh, through the vision of Bhakti Vinod Thakur that was given help, given assistance hmm, in the form of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and his uh, disciples, prominent, of course, in that regard as our Guru Maharshi Bhakti Vinodanta Swami Prabhupada. Srila Maharshi would like to say that the vision came in in Bhaktivinoda Thakur. It was given shape by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Oh, excuse me. And uh, and that uh, A.C. Bhaktivinoda Swami Prabhupada took it all over the world. So, to give shape to the idea of Bhaktivinoda Thakur is an extraordinary thing in itself. As I say, he prayed to uh, Bhagwan for some assistance and uh, Somehow or other, Bhakti Siddhanta Sastri Thakur came, came to be conceived of as a ray of Vishnu who had descended for the uh, assistant, to assist Bhakti Vinod Thakur. As I say, there were auspicious signs surrounding his appearance. Um, the Jagannath Rathiyatra, they lived on the street of the Jagannath Rathiyatra. And um, the parade of the Rathiyatra stopped at the house of Bhakti Vinod Thakur. The garland of the deity fell and was given to the child 
Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, who is said to have been born with this umbilical cord wrapped around his neck like the Brahman thread is, is wrapped around uh, by the, the Brahmins. So these are so many of the auspicious signs and um, the early uh, childhood of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was one in which he approved to be a person of great moral character um, and intelligence and learning, a desirable person in many respects. Materially speaking, he was very, um, looked like a very uh, desirable commodity. So people were after him for different reasons to exploit his material talents, abilities, and so forth. But Bhaktivedanta Thakur had recommended to him that he seek divine connection with the Guru Parampara beyond what connection he already had through Bhaktivedanta Thakur, who had given him the Sringa Mantra in his childhood and blessed him with, uh, to chant the Holy Name. Uh, further connection with uh, the Parampara through the person of uh, Srila Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj, a well-known um, renunciate uh, devotee. Um, who did not have any disciples. Some people have claimed to have been his uh, disciples, um, but from our lineage it is considered that he did not initiate anyone. So the task of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to receive initiation from Gorkashore, a person who's not giving any initiation, was uh, was, was difficult. Um, but he uh, rose to the occasion and his insistence, his persistence, his determination uh, melted the heart of Gorkashore Das Babaji Maharaj. It said that, uh, I believe, the Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsi Thakur proposed that uh, when Gorkashore said, well, what can I do? Um, I have to wait for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to give me permission. You want initiation, I'll ha- have to ask Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He hasn't come yet. What can I do? So Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsi Thakur, I believe, proposed that he would then have to, uh, to commit suicide. I think he went to a bridge in, uh, over the Ganges or something to jump off that. Not clear on the details anymore, I forget, but, but something along these lines. At any rate, to an extreme, he showed that without this, my life has no meaning, despite the fact that I have many, many valuable material qualities that people, educated, thoughtful people in the world, are after. Hmm? We have to remember that while Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsi Thakur was an educated young man, Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj was illiterate. Hmm? Um, this in itself was a great inspiration to uh, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur because he knew that he had good qualities and he knew that they were of no use, of no value to the person of Bhaktivinoda Thakur or of, of Gorkhishwara's Babaji Maharaj. So he reasoned well that the Babaji has something. Hmm? My father has not sent me here uh, for... Uh, anything other than a great purpose, 
Babaji Maharaj has something that is so valuable that my qualities that are valuable in the material world have no value to him. They have no interest to him. So what is that valuable thing? I want that connection. So he reasoned well and he was persistent and I think he made some threat and it wasn't idle that he should take his, have to take his life if he couldn't get the connection with Gorakashoda, Babaji Maharaj and Babaji Maharaj. Of course, did give him that uh, connection. <clears throat> Sometimes it's said that he told him that you will realize your sarup in the syllables of the Hare Krishna Mahamantra, which is a questionable from a formal point of view type of initiation. What more he may have said or given, we don't know, but I think that Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsatthakur himself mentioned this is what he received, this kind of blessing. It doesn't conform to all of the orthodox um, pancharatric um, uh, regulations or uh, it doesn't conform in form um, but in substance he, the point is that he was blessed by Gorkishwar Das Babaji Maharaj and um, I believe he also told him that he should um, study Satsandarbha perhaps try to bring that out to the world and, and so forth so um he took the connection with Gorkashor Das Babaji Maharaj very seriously. In the end, when Babaji Maharaj disappeared, there was a dispute as to where his holy sacred uh, form would be uh, enshrined in, 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 in Samadhi. And some people came forward claiming to be his followers and so forth, but they were challenged by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur as to the, 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 the measure or nature of their connection with Babaji Maharaj. And they um, conceded hmm, uh, that his connection was greater to the point that the, the remains, that the holy sacred form of Gorkhasura's Babaji was left in the hands of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur to place in Samadhi where he, uh, so, uh, where he saw fit. Uh, so this is a substantial event in the life of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasthi Thakur that also demonstrates that his connection with Gorshkashorda's Prabhupada Maharaj was significant. Hmm? We draw a lot from that. One of my godbrothers once hearing from Pujapatrita Maharaj about the nature of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsitakura's conception of the Guru Parampara, which was essentially one in which he emphasized substance over form. If there was some irregularity in form, not whatnot, but the blessing of the sadhu is there, his connection is there, then... Um, by, the, by such blessing, by his, his, his will, then other formalities are uh, of little or, uh, or are of less consequence. Hmm? Uh, he stressed that the parampara means that we need to be blessed by and ha- and, and the, the, a, 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 a substantial Vaishnava and under his inspiration and guidance conduct ourselves. Hmm? And um, And so when Pujapatrinamarsh was once talking about this essential idea and explaining how certain people in the Guru Parampara were luminaries in a, in a larger sense in terms of outreach and so forth to the public than others, 
He gave the example of scientists. There are many since Copernicus, Newton, and Einstein, but many of them are not going to be named in the line because their, their contributions don't stand out in a way that warrants that. So we might draw a long, long line of scientists or list a long, long line of scientists and really seek to acknowledge the contributions of many in between without mentioning all of them. We don't mean to dismiss them, hmm? but uh, we acknowledge the line comes from Copernicus to Newton to Einstein to whomever. Hmm? It's understood there are many in between that made all that, helped to make all that possible, their particular contributions. But as time goes on, of course, it would be difficult to name them all. Hmm? So, similarly with the Guru Parampara, and one of my godbrothers then thought to himself, what is Gorkishore Das Babaji Maharaj's contribution to the Sampradaya? It's not significant. And so there's no need to place him on the altar. I'll place Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhakti Vinod and, and so forth. But when Sri Dharma heard about this, he became very upset. And, and um, that devotee ventured to ask, well, what is his contribution? And he said, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. So that was, <laughs> so uh, the, the picture was put back on that gentleman's <coughs> altar in his mat. Um, so we, 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 we think that the the, uh, the connection with Gorakshara's Babaji Maharaj is significant. Connection of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He had really two gurus in, in the form of. Bhakti Siddhanta or Gorkhasharda's Babaji Maharaj and Bhakti Vinodi, they had some differences in their orientation. Obviously, Gorkhasharda's Babaji Maharaj was uh, a renunciate and um, involved in Nirjan Bhajan, solitary Bhajan. And Bhakti Vinodi was a man of, of a family man for most of his life with many children, uh, a working person in the world, and very significantly involved in the outreach of Gaudiya Vaishnavism. So they're two very different personalities, and um, both of them had a huge impact. I've described to some extent now the impact, uh, the influence of Gorkhshordas Babaji Maharaj, how bent on uh, his connection, Saraswati Thakur was, inspired as he was by Bhakti Thakur. So Bhakti Thakur was obviously a huge um, influence. In fact. Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur, after initiation, seemed to gravitate towards the life of Nirjana Bhajan. Hmm? He took vow for significant uh, chanting of the name, maybe he could chant a, a billion names, something like that, which is about, what, 300,000 a day for, for a month or something like that. Um, and, but Bhakti Siddhanta, Bhakti, Vinod, Bhakti Vinod, uh, and, and, and I should say, Gorkhasharas Babaji Maharaj told him, don't trouble himself with the preaching. It's, it's troublesome, it's bothersome. Do your bhajan. But Bhakti Vinod Thakur's um, desire for outreach had uh, a greater impact on, on uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasri Thakur. And the Thakur once, uh, Thakur Bhakti Vinod once said to him, what are you, a Mayavadi? You don't want to do any service? Mayavadis are depicted in this sense as ease lovers. Hmm? Uh, they don't want to w- work in the in a reactionary world in the plane of karma. They want to unplug from that with the knowledge of the impermanence of material things. It gives one the ability to withdraw from them. If we understand everything, um, society, friendship, and love is here today and it's gone tomorrow then 
that uh, significantly impacts our interest in trying to make it work, uh, interact with the world, seek friends, become someone in society, and uh, and, the, and the pursuit of so-called love and so forth. So the, the gyanis, they really penetrate deeply on this, this point. And of course, bonding with their knowledge is their vairagya, then their detachment. Uh, do nothing. Hmm? If I can't have it for myself, then I'll do nothing. Something like that. We kind of look at it in that way. Um, so to be called a mayavadi <laughs> was not something that, uh, something that got under the skin of Bhakti Siddhanta Sosti Thakur. Bhaktivinotakura meant it in this way, and of course Bhaktivinotakura didn't want to be in any way associated with the Mayavad or the Gyanmarg, any of the repercussions of that, any of the implications of that. He was very much the enemy of that, which is so much an impediment to Bhakti. My Guru Maharaj wrote his Bhagavad Gita um, with a strong emphasis on the fact that um, Advaita Vedanta or or the Mayavad in particular, Mayavad, yeah, Mayavad and Shastram. The Mayavad is not, uh, as Padma Purana says, in accordance with the Shastra. It's it has it has to be removed. He you know, wrote his own pranam, Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschachade Satarane. That I'm. This is what I'm about. I'm, this is, this personifies me. I am the personification of the enemy of Nir, Nir, Nirvishesh. And Shunyavad, Mayavad, and um, uh, and 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 voidism. Hmm? This is such an impediment. This I- idea to bhakti, we had better be a sense enjoyer. Hmm? There's hope for us then to come to bhakti, because hmm? even in sense enjoyment, we have to accept the principle of service. We realize we have to do some service, so-called, in order to get some fruit. Hmm? We have to do some work in order to get some fruit. Um, bhakti is all work and no fruit. The fruit is the work, hmm? is the seva, ultimately. But in the karma mark, we realize we have to give something in order to get. And Gyan Mark says there's nothing to get, so there's not, I have nothing to give. Hmm? So it's very much an impediment. This is a very interesting idea about Godi Vaishnavism, of course, because generally it's considered that to give up the karma mark and enter the Gyan Marg, take sannyas, become liberated, is the sum and substance of life's, uh, the culmination of life, the goal of life. And here we are deprecating the path of Gyan, the idea of sannyas within Gyan Marg, um, and calling it uh, an ease lover's kind of life. We call it something like a, 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 um, a jailbreak. It's something like that. We're uh, in jail, they're working, they're breaking the rocks only. There's nothing to gain, they're just working. Hmm? And so one breaks out of the jail, but the long arm of the law, of course, is connection loss. Going to apprehend them in due course. Aruya Kutschena Paramapadam Tatapadantiadhunatutyushmadangreha. Bhagavatam describes such people as. Those who think they're liberated, but their intelligence is not not pure. They have something to do. Hmm? There is a nothing belongs to us. It does belong to someone, hmm? and we included belong to someone. And 
are to be used and to use things in his service. This is bhakti, of course. So the gyan marg, anyway, it's very much a gyan samskar is, is, is potentially problematic. Hmm? We could have gyan samskar in a way be favorable hmm? because it, it involves purifying the heart, uh, foregoing exploitation and so forth. If that pure heart is touched with bhakti, then quickly it can grow. Bhagavatam makes this comment in its second verse, where it says, "What dharma projita kaita potra paramoni anmatsaranam satam vedam vastava matra vastu shivaram tapa trayon mulanam simad bhagavate mahamuni kute kim bhaparishvara sadyo hridiya varudite trakiti bhihisu swisubhistakshanat." Very quickly, immediately, it's a, Krishna becomes arrested in the heart of one who hears the Bhagavatam. Hmm? It means one whose heart is pure and hears the Bhagavatam. But um, oftentimes, as I say, this Gyan Marg creates more of a sangskar for not doing any work. Hmm? And so this is a problem for Bhakti. At any rate, Bhakti Siddhartha Thakur did not want to be associated with the the ideas of Mayavada in any way, shape, or form. So even in jest, when Bhagavad Thakur said, You're, you don't want to do any service, he, he was doing bhajan, he called it Mayavada. <laughs> it's a bit of a stretch, but this just emphasizes, underscores the point, the extent to which Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsati Thakur did not want to be associated with with, um, with, with Mayavada. He rose up from that and took the influence of Bhakti Siddhanta Thakur in his life over the influence of Gorkashar with regard to both contradicting instructions to preach and not to preach, both of which were correct. Tr- preaching is troublesome. It's a fact. Hmm? It's troublesome for bhajan, hmm? but it's also something that people can do who can't do bhajan. They can quickly qualify th- them for bhajan. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthitaka was a person who was qualified to do bhajan, but for our sake took up uh, the preaching work and, and, and set an example. Therefore, he said it posed himself as a parivrajaka, not as a paramahamsa. Parivrajaka means he's active, doing outreach, traveling, and so forth, preaching. Hmm? And the paramahamsa is sitting alone. Hmm? If Krishna supplies, fine. Hmm? Something like that. So he kept himself pari, as a parivrajaka, officially, although he was a paramahamsa. Hmm? to do outreach work for all of us. So, so he had to balance out these two contradictory, apparently contradictory influences of two gurus in his life. This is such a prominent thing in our lineage, it's really worth emphasizing because now we find people very much fanatical about their, uh, their, their gurus sometimes and unable to balance the ideas of, the idea of a plurality of gurus of some relativity within the message of the guru for time and place and circumstance and so forth. Here you've got two gurus in your life telling you two different things. What do you do? It's it, In one sense, it tells us that we should be a little bit, uh, have a dynamic idea about um, uh, the, the, the uh, notion of the guru. Should emerge like to point out there's some relativity here within the context of the guru being the absolute representative of the Godhead. Uh, there's a plurality of gurus, so they may give different instructions. And so All this seeks to tell us that we have to use our heads. Hmm? As I like to say, we have to use it to soften our hearts, but oftentimes um, we don't use our heads and we, we find 
um, we, we engage in a misuse of our head, a misuse of our intelligence to foster faith in the guru in an artificial way hmm? that eventually, unfortunately, brings us in conflict with the siddhanta hmm? and, and, and renders our, our faith uh, tender at best, hmm? uh, takes us out of the real stream of the, the, the substantial stream of the Guru Parampara and its, its influence. This is a huge problem in the Gaudiya world today. Hmm? And it's ironic because, as I say, we are all the followers, many of us in the Western world and all of us, even not the direct followers in the line of Bhakti Siddhanta are influenced positively by his campaign of outreach envisioned by Bhakti Vinod, given shape, as I said, by Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsatthakar, taken all over the world by A.C. Bhakti Vinod Swami Prabhupada. All Gaudiya people outside of India, and many of them inside of India, a huge number of them inside of India, touched by this this, this parampara in a positive way. In other words, wouldn't be on the path were it not for that connection. What could be more positive? What could be more substantial? And and in the example of the life of Bhakti Siddhartha we, we talk, talk we find that he had this conflict of interest, so to speak, two gurus. He had a plurality of gurus. They, had diff- they were very different in their persons. One fully involved in outreach, the other completely uh, um, absorbed in solitary bhajan, to the extent that he would uh, sometimes go to extremes to keep people away from him. And Bhaktivinotaka was going to extremes to bring people closer <laughs> to him and thereby to you know, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So both of these sides are there. Hmm? One will appear relatively better to us than the other, the outreach one, because it brings us in touch. Hmm? But Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitakur, in the estimate of himself and and Pujapatrita Marsh, for example, as I mentioned, would not be what he is, or what he was to, to, to the world, what he is to the world, were it not for Gorkashwara Das Babaji Marsh. So we see there are different temperaments. There are there's pure devotion may express itself in different ways. With regard to Kirtan, largely in the case of Bhaktivinotakur in terms of outreach, with regard to Smarnam in the case of Gokishore Das Babaji Maharaj, and they were both Siddha Mahatmas. Hmm? Uh, so it's ironic, as I say, that we, this, the, the, one of the most prominent people in the lives of Gaudiya Vaishnavas the world over today, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, um, uh, had dealt with this, and people are struggling to deal with it. They don't want to deal with it. They, they, they um, oftentimes resort, as I say, to not using their head and thinking this out with good guidance and so forth in a way that will strengthen their faith. Hmm? But they misuse their head and become religious fanatics um, in the name of Guru Bhakti. It's a huge problem in Gaudiya Vaishnavism today. And we, in the line of Bhakti Siddhartha who can understand this, um, have it as our task. It's come to us, as I often say, if you see it, it means you being told it's your service, if you notice it. Uh, so we notice it. We notice it very too much. We're, we, 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 we have uh, a strong aversion to uh, religious fanaticism and, and uh, guru uh, fanaticism, and at the same time, 
a very we have very much guru nishta hmm? very strong conviction in the principle of guru and in our particular gurus an adherence to their instruction we want what we have we are we are committed to adhering to it in a dynamic and meaningful way as they themselves um, e- exhibited that that kind of uh, dynamism. So we are the enemies of this kind of fanaticism. We, we we don't we don't have to be as strong enemies as Mayavad as we do of this these days. Uh, nowadays, and largely due to our campaign, the campaign of our particular party bar coming from Bhaktivinoda Thakur, this um, Mayavad idea has been given some has has been um, is seen different much differently than it was. It's seen with the light of relativity, like it's one angle, it's got problems. Uh, we have Upanishadic scholars saying this idea of Advaita drawn from the Upanishads can't be supported. Hmm? This, this kind of thing. The, the, in, the influence of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, this is our lineage in particular, hmm? uh, shows up, for example, as I'm saying, in academia, where previous to it, our, our lineage touching down on the shores of. Of, uh, of of North America, um, in particular, uh, this this nuanced idea of Vedanta, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, or Vishishta Dvaita, Dvaita of Madhva of Ramanujan Dvaita, they were practically unknown. Uh, Advaita Vedanta was that was that was Vedanta, and that was where Hinduism ultimately what it culminated in. So that they don't think like this anymore. They don't even the books aren't written like that anymore. And hmm? um, so. This is a huge hurdle, if you will, that the person who described himself as Nirvisesha Sunyavati Pastatadesatarani Gauravani Pracharane Pujapadje Si Om Vishnupade Si Bhaktivedanta Sami Prabhupada, he moved this hurdle considerably out of the way. We, we still have some support work to do on that here, here and there and so forth, but a huge hurdle has been largely reduced to pebbles, a huge stone boulder. The pebbles. Hmm? I mean, Gaudiya Vedanta is so compelling, so charming. If we could only embody it hmm, with the charm that he did, <laughs> and um, and the uh, and the, and the Western intelligence that we have that he recognized and and and, and asked us to use um, freely, thoughtfully, dynamically, and so forth, it would be retired once it would be turned to sand, hmm? a big boulder. Now it's uh, like a Maybe small rock. You crush it to pebbles, turn it to sand, only. Hmm? Uh, Gaudiya is so charming, so compelling, and, and well reasoned, at least as well reasoned, and more charming. No, no doubt there, no question there. Hmm? I told the story in relation to Bhakti Sarsitaka once before Dr. Kapoor and how he was converted. He was a Mayavadi, and he was heavily influenced by that. And the sannyasi disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitaka met him and preached to him and couldn't convert him. They said, Will you come and see our Guru Maharaj? He'll convert you. So a darshan was set up with Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitaka and for Dr. Kapoor alone. Bhakti, and Dr. Kapoor sat and Sarsitaka came in and he said, He told me personally for 45 minutes, Prabhupada spoke on Brajalila and walked out. No questions on Mayavad or anything. His strategy was just to speak with real feeling about the charm of the Brajalila. 
And Dr. Kapoor heard that and said, I'm converted, this is more charming, and this charming has some basis in, in, in some form of Vedanta. So why not take a form of Vedanta that has such charm? I, 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 and so he became Gaudi Vaishnava uh, on the strength of that. <clears throat> so there's no, there's no question there. <clears throat> we can argue equally if you want to come to it, like loggerheads over the logic and the philosophy and the debating of of meanings of the different aphorisms of the of the of the, of the Upanishads and the sutras and and so on and so forth. Uh, that's one thing. But our trump card is anyway. But Gaudi Vaishnava is more charming. Any Mayavad will also agree. Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> that's 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 hard to avoid. Um, so um, we need to push on in this regard, but. Something now is very much getting in the way of that, more than Mayavad. Hmm? More of like making Gaudi Vedanta the standard of Vedanta. I mean, the interest in consciousness in the world is still prominent. The interest, in, 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 in other words, in what we are, and whether that sense of I is something that really exists, hmm? and really exists in terms of enduring beyond that which really doesn't exist in an enduring way, the shape and form that I find myself in and attached to at the moment. Hmm? Whether that I, hmm? that sense of I, is real, is it just some neurons firing in the brain that causes causes something that's dead to think it's alive and and, and has, a, has an identity and a will? Hmm? Uh, uh, so this is this is an interesting topic today. Believe me, it's a very and it will continue to be an interesting topic. This is a cutting edge topic. Uh, it has to do with what what makes everybody get up in the morning and do what they do. Hmm? What are we? What is consciousness? What is that sense of I that uh, arises so prominently in human society? What is consciousness? Hmm? And Vedanta is all about that. And it has a pragmatic approach to, to realizing and experiencing what it says that I is theoretically. Hmm? It's a huge player in this. Huge. It's the biggest player in this. And Gaudiya Vedanta, it, it, it kind of begins there hmm? in understanding that I. And then how, in other words, it's different from matter. It is transcendent. And then it plumbs the depth of I and consciousness's potential in a way that makes that distinction between matter and spirit seem like a small thing in comparison. So, uh, in order to move along these lines and, 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 and have our say, hmm, this kind of guru fanaticism and religious fanaticism is more is as much of a problem today for spreading Gaudiya Vaishnavism as Mayavad was in the time of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur and A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. So, as much as he rose up at the very thought of being, even in the smallest way, thought of as a Mayavadi, to take up the preaching, we should rise up against this kind of fanaticism and with good good reasoning and, and real depth of faith and understanding of the principle of Guru. Hmm? Hardly abandoning it, as it appears, when we bring up, you know, the idea of some relativity here, and uh, and uh, we insult the soft heart, the ten of tender faith with with good reasoning. We challenge the tender heart 
with the necessity to reason. Our, our hope in this and effort in this is to make those hearts stronger. But it may appear on its face to be doing something different. Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsataka was a challenger of, the, of his own faith. He wanted to challenge the constituents of Gaudiya Vaishnavism itself. Uh, so the task remains the same for us. The particulars may be a little different, but in spirit, uh, the same. And so we have his uh, example in this regard. We should now, in a time of religious plural, plural, plurality in the world, a time of obvious guru plurality for the disciples, for example, of Prabhupada Bhaktivedanta Swami, who were the pioneers of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in the Western world. He was the only guru. Now there are many, many from... Um, born from him, and uh, many uh, affiliated, you know, along, um, how you say, um, what is this? Vertical and, what's the other Horizontal. Horizontal, along horizontal lines, and you know, his, his brothers, his, 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 his nephews, and uh, so forth. Uh, and so on. We are in a world of, of, of a number of Gaudiya Vaishnava gurus. We should find it comforting, not problematic. Hmm? There's a way to find it uh, comforting and uh, encouraging and to get greater strength from that. And uh, ironically, it, acknowledge, it involves acknowledging some relativity, hmm? which, um, which will help enable us to center on that which is absolute as well, and distinguish between the two, hmm? and draw strength from that to do uh, to, uh, to, to rise to the, you know, the to the occasion. So hmm? this hurdle has to be gotten out of the way. Bhaktisant Sarsati Thakur uh, dealt with it. He dealt with it uh, beautifully and successfully. Uh, um, we can we cannot imagine that Gorakshodas Babaji Maharaj was not immensely pleased <laughs> with uh, one such uh, disciple. Who managed to take on the burden of preaching as requested by Bhaktivinoda Thakur and not let it bother his bhajan? Hmm? He was successful in his bhajan and successful in his uh, in his outreach. So, <clears throat> this is a few words then in glorification of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati Thakur. We should keep his uh, the, the vision, it, it was his request of Bhaktivinoda Thakur alive and well in the world. Um, um, and we we pray, you know, to be able to do so uh, for His mercy. A person who did it in such a substantial way, we cannot imagine the odds that he was up against to take a vision of Bhaktivedanta Thakur and, as I say, give it shape. No easy thing, hmm? because a vision is one thing to talk about. And. I remember sitting in Audari in a tent and one fellow came to visit and I was killing in my vision. And he said, he was very inspired, but he said, but you're only sitting here in a tent. <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. I know. It's still, there's a lot to do. <laughs> there's a lot. It's, it's hard to come up with a vision. We certainly have to attribute Bhaktivinoda for his due, but then to put it in, to give it shape is hard too. <laughs> hard and there will be opposition to it because to give it shape may make it, it will start to look like something other than what the ideal was at times. The theoretical, when we take it into the practical, 
may look a little bit uh, differently. So his movement looked very different than the outreach of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, but it was very successful. It fulfilled his ambition to see it go beyond the borders of India, to go to every town and uh, and village. So he, he, he sacrificed, and he asked his disciples to sacrifice every drop of blood that this body had for the mission of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So he asked a lot of them, and the pay is great, too. The reward is great, for sure. Uh, it may, may not be in the immediate. There may be struggles, there may be difficulties, there may be problems we have to deal with other, one another. It may be one of the largest problems. Um, but uh, that, that we is, is, is worth it. If we can please Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur and do something small to keep the vision of Bhaktisiddhanta Thakur alive in this world, then our lives will be successful. They'll personally take you uh, back to Godhead. Then I can uh, guarantee. So hang on and, and push uh, forward with this. We have some some work to do, and that is their mercy that they've left some service for us um, in this way. Are there any questions? Yes. As far as the conception or misconception of guru, there are a lot of terms that describe and define the advanced devotees, and sometimes it's hard to see the bridge or the parallel between Madhyamadikari um, and Uttamadikari or Bhavabhakta and Premabhakta. Like a Premabhakta is said to not be able to distinguish if it's day or night, and they're just absorbed and kind of gone mad. So, should we assume that most of our Acharyas, or at least the, 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 the latest ones who actually preached were Bhavabhaktas, or can a Premabhakta kind of step down to the position of a Bhavabhakta, like you say, the Muttamadikari, yeah. We find that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu exhibited external consciousness. Hmm? And he also exhibited the ability to lose external consciousness in an extreme way. Hmm? Um, and so, uh, therefore, there is a position of stepping down, so to speak, coming to external consciousness uh, for one who has the ability to uh, lose external consciousness. That's why I say this. I've said before that Uttamadikari vision is something that if you're going to do that in this world, there's no point of being here. Hmm. But when Uttamadikari's come out of that, so to speak, and to one extent or another, um, do discriminate, hmm? and so then they do great good uh, for the world. So Prabhupada used to talk about like Uttamadikari bringing himself, what he meant is to external consciousness, to discriminate for spreading Krishna consciousness and doing outreach and so forth, showing kindness to Jeevas and so, so on. So there, there is that, that capacity. We find it as exemplified in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, sometimes he was you know, like a madman, totally, and sometimes he was in external consciousness dealing with the devotees, preaching, uh, explaining Siddhanta to Rupa Goswami, to Sanatana Goswami and so forth. Um, so, um, better to assume that so many of our acharyas were had that capacity to lose external consciousness, and they um, came forward to, for our for our, our sake. They were inspired to 
do so for our sake, by their gurus, by the circumstance, by, by Bhagwan, Sri Chaitanya Dev within their heart, and so on. But to be a Nishta Bhakta, to be a Ruchi Bhakta, Ruchi, Bhakti Mataka was defined Ruchi as, as the as Shuddha Bhakti. Hmm? It's all Shuddha Bhakti, Shuddha Bhakti in practice, but Shuddha Bhakti in Bhava, Shuddha Bhakti in Prem. But when Shuddha Bhakti in practice reaches the stage of Ruchi, it's characterized by uh, marginally by no other desire. Hmm? So the pure, in that sense. And positively, or principally, I should say, marginally it's characterized by the absence of something, such desire, and principally it's characterized by a desire for bhakti. Ahoitiki bhakti. Mamadanmani janmanishri bhavatad bhakti rahoitiki tui. I want a causeless bhakti in my life, birth after birth. I'm attached to this. So this is, this is the, the, the Shuddha Bhakta then. I mean, everyone's a Shuddha Bhakta who's on the path, but here Shuddha means his bhakti is not, is pure in that it has no, he has no other motive. It's a haitiki in that sense. Haitiki means causeless. Haitiki means that, that bhakti is, is independent. And haitiki may also mean that bhakti has no, it's haitiki bhakti, bhakti without any other motive. Hmm? So the pure devotee is the ruchi bhakta. If he or she attains asakti, um, then they've completed the sadhana, then bhava bhakti. And then within that, uh, even within bhava bhakti, there will be lapses of external consciousness in bhajan. Hmm? It will come in, in, deep, in deep bhajan, e- e- even for less than bhava bhakti. Hmm? Even in ruchi, even in asakti. Hmm? In deep bhajan, with all the proper, all the circumstances suitable, hmm? you enter into bhava bhakti. Similar, similarly, that less needs to be in place for that to happen. In prem bhakti, these are the example. He sees the cloud and falls over. Hmm? It becomes impetus, uh, udipana, for his. Uh, his scale has reached a point where it. it, it it's a contrast between nishta and asakti that may be useful, that um, Thakur points out. In, as, in nishta, we struggle to re- reel the mind in hmm? with intelligence based on the example of our Gurudev and the scriptural logic and so forth. Uh, we draw the mind in. It goes away, we, we, we draw it back. We don't let it take us outside. We don't let it go there. It pulls hard on us, but we just we 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 don't we stay within the fold of our our practice and so forth. This is one way of describing it. Asakti, on the other hand, this is kind of like the beginning of intermediate devotion. That kind of devotion will bring prem, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says. When one's budget is not anishta, but nishta, then prem is coming. When it's anishta, it's like, I started the fire, I put water on it. I started the fire, I put water on it. Hmm? That's, mm, you got to stop putting water on it. <laughs> Keep the flame going, somehow or other. Keep it, fanning that flame. Hmm? Then prema will come. This is the idea. So, 
Nishta is the beginning of intermediate bhakti, which is full of discrimination, which calls progress. But it's dealing with the mind with intelligence. Even in Ruchi, we deal with the mind with intelligence to some extent. In Asakti, the heart really takes over. And how does the mind work in Asakti? It goes towards Krishna naturally. Like the mind used to go in the other direction naturally. It goes towards Krishna naturally. And sometimes he has to reel it back to deal with the situation at hand, the practical situation. Do you understand? Just the the opposite of how the mind works in Nishta and in Asakti. In Nishta, it's gravitating towards the material, taking us out, the outgoing current. And in Asakti, which means attachment to the object of love, to Krishna in a particular form, the mind's naturally going in that way. Hmm? You may try to concentrate on the need, what needs to be done, manage, practice, but the mind naturally goes another way, hmm? towards bhajan, practice, and so forth. So, there is some way to think about these different stages and so on and so forth and identify them and and even Anishtabhakti is, is, is good company. Ruchi is ex- excellent company. Asakti, Bhava. This is, Bhava is Sudulava, so very uh, rare to find a, a Bhava Bhakta. And so, you know, and people think, if you say, my guru is a Bhava Bhakta, you know, they think, think, well, how, these, this, these, this day and age, oh, how, how denigrating, how, you know, he has to be a nipta to money every, you know, whatever. He just descended from Goloka Vrindavan and, uh, you know, otherwise my faith is, there's a problem with my faith. So this is the problem. Hmm? This is the problem. Hmm? This is weak faith. Hmm? And, and, and the idea that my guru is in the Nikunj and Radharani's talking to him and, you know, and, and then he's speaking to me and so forth. These are not, this is not what Madhurya Kadambani explains. This is not what the Bhagavad explains. An example of Narada Muni. Hmm? This is not what Jiva Goswami explains when he says the Murchita Kashaya, Nirguta Kashaya, the Bhagavat Prapta Deha, uh, three types of Mahabhagavatas. One who has no desi- has material desire, but it cannot fructify because his bhakti is so strong. Hmm? But it just, it, 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 the seeds are there, but they can never fructify. Just like if you take seeds and just pour water on them and water on them, they're not going to fructify, right? Hmm? They're going to be flooded out, waterlogged, and <laughs> so his bhakti is like that. This is the person we should take shelter of. Hmm? This is a Mahabhagavata, uh, according to Jiva Goswami, the person who has who hasn't who the, and who those desires are completely gone, like a Sukadeva Goswami. This is another type of Mahabhagavata. Hmm? The one who is in situated in his Siddhadeha, in this world, like Narada with his Veena, like Rupa Goswami in a perfected Siddhadeha, Deha, difficult to find. Hmm? They come with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Nitya Siddha's, this idea, it has some credibility, the idea, but how can a Nitya Siddha leave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How could Krishna allow him to leave his, his inner circle to come here? <laughs> it's questionable. Hmm? The idea that my guru is a sadhana Siddha, this should be promoted as a glorious thing. We should think of him as a nityasiddha in relation to the fact that he represents Krishna and Krishna is nityasiddha. And the guru is one, the guru is Krishna in that sense. But it's not, it's not um, 
denigrating to say, my guru has attained ruchi, asvakti, bhava. Hmm? He's touching the prem. Hmm? This body won't contain the kind of prem of braj bhakti. That's the teaching. The teaching of Madhurya Kadamani is he attains prem. She gets a vision of the panchatattva. Hmm? And Krishna and his associates, gopis and, and, and gopas, in the flash. Hmm? And then he's ready to take birth in the Leela and develop further his Stahibhav in terms of sneha, man, pranai, rag, and rag, bhav, mahabhav, relative to the sakyadasya, vatsalya, and madhurya. This is the teaching. Hmm? Yeah. Even then, in Surup City, in the Leela, He's a student. He's learning from the Tisiddhas. So to say that my, my guru is sitting in the kunja, Radharani speaking in his ear, telling him, tell me this, tell me that, and so forth. Where do these ideas come from? We should follow Madhuri Kadambani. We should follow the Bhagavatam. We should follow Bhagavat Sandarbha. What is the Mahabhagavata? The Mahabhagavata example of Prapta Deha, who has attained his, his spiritual body, is Narada. Narada is a Vaidhi Bhakta. He can get his spiritual body at the time of attaining Prem, because there is no further development in Vaikuntha of Sneha, Pranai, Rag, and Rag, Bhav, Mahabhav. These are all extensions of the Stai, Stai Bhav. Hmm? But in, in Rag Bhakti, then, all these developments have to, have to take place before one can be a fully a member of the Nikunja. Hmm? What, or whatever. <laughs> you know, this is the way it's often put. Hmm? So, you, you, you're going to find such a person? You have to go to Krishna Lila yourself and be one of those. To, and then from there, they go to the. When Krishna Lila becomes unmanifest, they enter the unmanifest Lila. And what do they say about that? One never comes back from there. Hmm? It's possible Krishna could say, go there. Hmm? We like to think of Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthakura as a ray of Vishnu coming from that side. Hmm? But also think, he's a great devotee. Hmm? In this life he attains perfection. And he's been sent to Bhaktivinoda Thakur, such a person. I don't find it unglorious. Hmm? I cannot find any objective, tangible um, kind of evidence to make a determination either way. Could be. Bhakti Vinod could be. Came from there to here. But if he came from the previous life, uh, into this life to attain perfection, and brought with him so much, so much bhakti from the previous life, I don't find it to be. I want his association. <laughs> I want his association. And if that explanation will help to do away with religious fanaticism and Gaudiya Vaishnava. They now will make it. Because I tell you why. There's a reason it was made the other way. There was a reason Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasitaka said, Bhakti Vinod has come from that side. There was a reason some of his disciples said, Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasitaka was in the Siddha. And the reason had value at that time. And according to time and place and circumstance for preaching. Hmm? 
it had it had use to make that kind of a statement. And it may be useful to make an opposite statement at the present time. And so if it is, we and we determine that, then we'll use it to 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 do away with impediments now in the way of of bringing dignity to Gaudiya Vaishnavism that it deserves. That thoughtful, educated people will embrace it and see it for all its charm, all of its 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 reasoning, uh, uh, and and taste it. What 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 the experience of that is that even in a small way makes that Mayavad idea look like useless. Hmm? A tiny, tiny atomic particle of the frame of bhakti. Hmm? It makes the, uh, the Mayavad idea seem un- unappealing. Hmm? So does that answer your question? Anything else? Along that line, it seems that it's more... And Prabhupada said... In my previous life, I was a doctor and I committed no sins. Therefore, in this life, I got a good birth in the family of a Vaishnav. And in my previous life, I was, I was, I was practicing. Therefore, I was born, born in the family. He used Bhagavad Gita. You want to know about my previous life? He said, well, let's go to the Bhagavad Gita. Bhagavad Gita says what? In the sixth chapter, Arjuna asks the question, what's going to happen to me if I do bhakti and I do yoga and I'm not successful? And at the same time, I've unplugged from dharma which has obligations, Krishna says, don't worry, my dear one, you will be successful. Even if you're unsuccessful, you're successful for trying this. Hmm? What will happen to you? You'll get, take birth in a, in a good family where you'll have opportunity to pursue your, your yoga in the next life. Hmm? And if you become real, try really hard and you're almost successful and not successful, then you'll be born in a family of, of, of devotees, not just pious people. It gives you some facility that you don't have to work that hard. You can think about things and so forth, so forth and so on. You'll be the, born in the family of transcendentalists, and you pick up just where you left off. So don't think anything will be lost at death for you. In this endeavor, and this is about bhakti, second chapter of Bhagavad Gita. That's not about nishkam karma yoga. There, he's speaking about bhakti. When he says, There is no bhayam, Arjun. You have nothing to fear. A little bit of endeavor in this will save you from the fear of, of, of a bad birth or going to hell for, for, for going to Dharma. And so I'm putting different sections together. But... Uh, a little effort in this hmm, will remain with you, your positive, eternal benefit. Hmm? If you perfect, almost perfect yourself, but not quite, you take birth in a family of devotees. Hmm? Prabhupada answered the question about his own life like this. Well, I took birth in the family of transcendentalists. My, devote, my, my, my father was a Gaudiya Vaishnav. Hmm? Yeah, there's your answer. Hmm? In my previous life, I was a I was a doctor. I committed no sins. Hmm? And then he would say, "I can never remember a time when I never, when I didn't remember Krishna." So we would say, "Oh, see, you must be Nityasiddha." Hmm? Could have been just as he explained it. He didn't. He didn't go to some sentimental um, kind of religious fanatical idea. He said, "Well, here's what Shastra says." 
And here's what happened to me. So, there's your answer from Prabhupada's own lotus mouth. Hmm? Now, if you have to make him something so-called more than that, And then, and in doing so, if you look carefully at it, you're really, you're running into you're running into some scriptural problems here with that. Hmm? And then, if it if it only serves to flame your religious fanaticism, if it keeps you enthusiastic for a while, that's fine. But but if it turns into like my guru is the you know is the only way because he came from there to here, rather than from here to there, you know, as if that's good logic. <laughs> You know, uh, it's not, but anyway, the, the, you know, this has to be checked. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, oh, thank you. Um, and it seems like it's practically more effective to understand the guru as a sadhaka. Because if he's come from there, it, like you say, it may get you enthusiastic at the beginning, but after a while you think, God, I can never, after all, yeah. Yeah. He, you know, he came from Goloka Vrindavan and, 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 but but if we see that he's gone through, you know, if if, if he's in a really an acharya, mm-hmm. that means he's gone through. He's not asking us to do anything he has. Exactly, yeah. He's just taught by his behavior. I remember telling someone once that you know he was a little discouraged, and I said, "Why well, should he be discouraged? Look at how discouraged Prabhupada should have been hmm? in India, trying to sell his back to print his back to God magazine on nothing, and then and then selling it in tea shops to people who weren't interested." trying to get a plane ticket to America, which was just like a total, you know, what was that? Hope, you know. It's like trying to get out of a prison, you know, and dig a hole, you know. And it was an Academy Award-winning movie a couple of years back but, uh, about that. <laughs> the hope to get, to get out of I forget what it was called, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So so he got out, right? Uh, so uh, there was a Prabhupada's kind of situation, uh, and then the guy said to me, "Yeah, but he was a pure devotee." And I thought, "What? You mean he's just faking all that? You know, <laughs> it wasn't really a struggle. You know, it wasn't difficult. You know, well, he was a pure devotee. So you know, your understanding of a pure devotee is, is wrong. He actually struggled. Hmm? He actually went through all those austerities and difficulties of physical and, and mental and so forth. Hmm? He had to pray as hard as you have to pray, and he prayed harder, and therefore he was successful. And it works." Prayer works, sincerity works. You know, he's the example of that. Don't do, do away with the example and use it as an excuse. You know, and that's what you're talking about, Prabhu, and it's well stated. Hmm? Use it as an, all, his wonderful example as an excuse not to not to try hard oneself. Because well, he doesn't count. Hmm? He's a pure devotee, so he didn't really feel anything. You know, it wasn't really difficult for him. It was just an act. You know, hmm? he knows everything at all times and. You know, so on and so forth. <laughs> yes, they may be oblivious sometimes to such suffering. Sanatana Goswami Prabhu walked on the beach the long way around instead of going in front of the Singhandwara where the priests were because he was afraid that the priests might, he might touch the priest or something and, be, and then contaminate them hmm? because of his condition. So he walked a long way on the beach and there was burns on his feet when he arrived to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Mahaprabhu said, what, how could you do that? Hmm? He said, oh, well, I didn't want to get, I didn't want to, yeah, out of love I could do, I didn't want to get, what, I didn't want to contaminate the priests. So I went to law. Mahaprabhu, was, was, he became oblivious to his external conditions. That 
happens. But what kind of absorption, what kind of you know, you know, sincerity and thinking uh, that those devotees have to under, be uh, preoccupied with, involved in, in to, to, to realize that state. So that, that external uh, loss of external awareness and so forth. So, anything else? All right, we'll stop there. Jai Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur Prabhupada Ki Jai Abhibhava Mahotsapa Sri Saraswati Thakur Ki Jai Madhuban Ki Jai Daudji Gopal Ki Jai Gaur Bhakti Binda Ki Jai Bhaut Premanande Bhaut Haribhur